Yo, what up, everybody? This your girl, Egyptia, and this is The Last Cassette. Yo, what's up? You know, y'all know what it says. It's your boy, John Richard. Uh, we live and directed, live as you suggested. And we're back again with another party and bullshit um, episode. Yes, yes. All right, so the quote of the week for this week is, you cannot force someone to comprehend a message that they are not ready to receive. Okay. Still... You godly. must never underestimate the power of planting a seed. I don't know about the power of planting a seed. I know I, I, I plant a couple of seeds out here in these streets, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah, one, one, one of your seeds is right here, back here in the room yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to my boy. But uh, it's true, though. I, I believe that, you know, if someone isn't ready to listen to uh, what you have to say, eventually when they start coming together and stop being full of themselves. They start to think about that voice that you put in their head. Because I mm-hmm. remember um, I had someone close to me who was going through something and he just would not listen when I would tell him, you need to go get help or you need to do this, that, and the third. And it wasn't until he sat with himself and my voice came in his head and that's when he got up and did his own thing in his own time. So sometimes, you know, just because you think somebody's not listening to you doesn't mean that they're not. So, I mean, like, I guess regardless of what you're saying, sometimes, I mean, sometimes people are not willing, are not able to, like, receive their blessings yet. That's true. So, like, you could give them advice, like, you know what, I'm going to tell you something that's going to better you, get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. But if the universe or God doesn't, you know, want them to have it quite yet, right. it's not going to manifest itself to be where it wanted to be. That's true. Uh, like I said, sometimes people have to stay and wait. Yeah, sometimes it's it's all about the timing of the universe. I, I truly believe in that. When 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 it's time for that individual to figure out what is it that they need for themselves and what they need to do, the mm-hmm. universe will speak to them. You can only be a, a, a some sort of a vessel to someone's life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I, I I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. Let's get started for what's hot. In the streets and what's shady in them trees. Uh, first off, I want to give a big congrats to uh, Chance the Rapper. He just got engaged to his long-term girlfriend and baby mama, Kristen. Christy. Kristen. God, I forgot that girl's name. Light-skinned tall girl. That's what I call her. Light-skinned tall girl. There you go. Um, it's crazy because I saw the picture of like him proposing, but the side-by-side picture, I didn't know it was him. I thought it was just two random niggas getting engaged. Damn. And today my girl Lee and Leanne was like, no, that was him. You didn't know that? I said, girl, no, I just thought that was some 4th of July meme or something. And I saw it and I was like, bro, you are like a millionaire. You decided to propose in the most like unthought, unthoughtful, most cheapest way to propose. But, I mean, I, I guess in his defense, like because he's a millionaire, because he had this much money. Yeah. That, you know what? I don't want to do something regular. Because maybe all the times they go out, everything must be over the top. So, like, what if we get engaged since everything's always over the top? Why well, it just be regular? What's wrong with a dinner? Dinner's not over the top, but it's still nice. But I guess, I mean, but it's the 4th of July. Oh, I guess girl, everybody has have her shoes on. Whoa. And they have red and blue cups. Come on now. They were showing their patriotism. That's what I'm sorry. Doing. First of all. My husband, wherever he is out here, don't you dare propose to me on no 4th of July. I am too woke for that. <laughs> too woke I, for that. I, I mean, like, never know. I, I think, to me, I think it was a good gesture. I think that what he did was, it, it was cool. It wasn't what I would do. I mean, look at look at what you did. Like, you're not a millionaire by any means, but you still, like... You did some nice, some nice shit for your girl. Like you, y'all, you decided to like you really put thought and planning, coloring and everything. I yeah. mean, you and I were talking about it for months. Yeah, I mean, you but, know. But I guess in regards to him, I mean, rich people want to live broke lives. I guess. I mean, that's what some people like to say. Like they want to be so normal, but they're not normal. So I guess in regards to engagement. You know, let me just do something small. We got all the family back here. We're making mm-hmm. burgers. You know, she's here. I'm here. The baby's here. She barefooted. I'm barefooted. You know, let's let's just mm-hmm. do it. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I think. I think it was dope, man. I would never do it like that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. his own. That's the, I feel like that was the most unromantic, unthoughtful way to propose to somebody. 
Like I said, wherever my husband is, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Do not. No. <laughs> if it's a cookout, it better be the nicest cookout we had ever been to. I think it's cliche though, like like proposals at like those kind of events anyway. I think so too because it's like, like using being like, oh yeah, like family's already here. Let me just do it. Like my yeah. dad when he, when he when I remember when he proposed. Um, it was when they came up to Canada to come visit for the first time and everybody was there for Christmas. So it was like, I mean, everybody's there. Might as well do it. I feel like, you know, there's like, if you really take the time to really get every person around to do it and things like that, like, I feel like that's when it means like a lot. Yeah. I, th- I think sometimes like people would be too cliche. Right. Proposal. Like, let me do it on like your birthday or Christmas. Right. Or like a cookout. I mean, of course, like when my dad did it on Christmas, it was super sweet. It was super like cute, like in his own way. But a cookout, like at least he waited for Christmas when we were having a nice family dinner and, you know, we're Haitian. So we were just, we were all dolled up to the nine. You know, everybody's hair was pressed, laid and fried to the side, yeah. you know, but him, Old girl was barefooted with a button-up shirt flying everywhere. Man, that maybe that's probably had milk spilled. Probably had milk spilled all over her chest that's and everything. That relationship. That's the shit she probably. She probably like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not one of those fancy type of girls. Look, you give me a hot dog, whatever. We good in these streets. And you probably you know what? Bet I'm gonna give you better than a hot dog. I'm gonna get you this ring with this hot dog. Yo, it's so funny. Somebody posted on Instagram and was like, this nigga is worth $9 million and this is the ring he gets her. I'm like, come on now. So many girls are asking for a ring. They can't even get a blow pop. So we can't hate on her ring. It's a nice ring. I think it was okay. It was okay. I mean, I mean it was nice. I mean, I feel like it was a ring that a a, a, a chick who's like, who got my kind of income would get. Damn. I'm just saying. Damn you chance. got You got the coins. I mean, my, my guy. I don't know. I mean, that's what he, that's what he did. That's what he did. Be great, homie. All that, all that I can say is to be congrats. great. Congrats. Yeah. Either way, congrats. I mean, I think I love seeing black <laughs> love. I love when I see black people coming together, making love, making babies and memories. I think it's sweet. Yeah, it's so, dope. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's dope. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. So next thing, Drake's album, Scorpion, it dropped. All ah, right. man. Yeah, so he confesses and confirms that he does have a son stating in his song <laughs> Emotionalist. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me. <laughs> wait, let, me, let me state the quote. Hold on, wait, wait, Look at the way we live. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Hashtag 2018 fuckboy slogan of the year when trying to avoid commitment being outed. Um, Every dude is going to be using this in 2018. I'm not trying to hide you from the world, baby. I'm trying to hide the world from you. <laughs> hey, it's going to work on some of them. I'm trying to oh tell my you. god, he just real private or whatever. You be on this little LL Cool J, but like, look here, ma. <laughs> look, hey, I'll, you know, I don't want everybody to know what we got going on. Keep it on the on the DL. Need to know. Look, this is my thing about this Drake album. Um, Drake. He dropped albums to me that's nothing but hit single singles that's hits. Right. In regards, like it's not it's it's not memorable. It's not timeless. It's just you know what? That's a hot. That's a dope song. Mm-hmm. Take care. I believe take care was timeless. Well, take care is his best work. It is, his but best to work. me, it's just it still hits. It's nothing but you know what? It's not a Nas one mic. It's not. Like a J. Cole lost one. It's not a Kendrick Lamar. Damn. It's just, you know, it's a real good album, but mm-hmm. it's not something that's timeless. And I think that Scorpion, to me, is not timeless. It's, it's, it's a bunch of hits. Um, I, I wasn't moved by the album. I listened to it. I didn't think it was great. He responded to the baby, um, you know, when, when he. The baby middle name was what? My bed. My bed, and everybody so, was like, "Oh, he been oh, was saying." What he it. said, "I only love my bed," and my mama said, "I'm sorry." See, he was trying to tell us this whole time, y'all. Was nah, like, man. my man wasn't trying to tell y'all nothing. Deep, my guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think, like I said, I think Drake album was decent at mm-hmm. most. He could have did a lot better. Yeah, um, he could have responded to Pusha T, and right after the album dropped, um, DJ Sophia the Body. I guess, you know, they had some DM things going on. Mm-hmm. And he responded to her. He called her. Well, he said, you're such, you're such a, a fucking bitter whore or something like that. Yeah. And so I commented under it and said, you know, you should have responded to, to Pusha T. As fast as you just responded to Sophia the body. And that's real. Let me say something, man. 
Y'all, I'm getting tired of this light skin Canadian ass nigga, man. <laughs> For real, okay. I am. <laughs> I mean, look. why you tired of him? Why you? Because man, he constantly does his crying shit. Then he's hood. Then he, he cries again. Then he's hood again. And then he cries again. And then he's hood again. You know. And it's confusing. It's confusing mm-hmm. to me. It's because he always and his music is good. Um, he always big up women. And then you gonna leave that under her little comments. You always big up women, but you know what I'm saying. You never, you know, big up the child you had from a porn star. Mm-hmm. You never you ain't big her up. Right. I mean, you, I think sometimes you can't have it both ways, and I feel like sometimes he tries to have it both ways. He does, and like he, like I, I mean, I do believe he tries to dibble dabble. I guess maybe he try, he's trying to a piece to both sets of um, the audience that he has because there's some sensitive people out here and then there's some really hard people out here. Maybe he's trying to appease both sides. I don't know. I just don't... Like, to me, I don't get it why some guys... I, and it'd be real, like, niggas be out here like straight dick Ryan Drake. I mean, literally. And, and I, I mean, I guess in a way, like, Drake is kind of two-faced. Because I hate dudes that be trying to make it seem like, oh, they're the nicest thing ever. But then, like, really, mm-hmm. when you look, you're really an, an asshole. asshole. Right. Come on, dude. Like, keep it real. If you're an real asshole, talking. keep it, keep it, keep it asshole I, all the way. If you're I, not, you're not. And I, I don't want to say this. And also, like, I felt like it was weird because he had that same energy towards her. And his album, I think he had some energy. He was, he was, he was talking about some real shit. Yeah. But you ain't talking about some real shit when you was going to that push. No, you wasn't. Keep it real funky, man. No, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think he is. I think, I think, look, I think Drake... He's a good, he's a hell of an artist. I would mm-hmm. never, I would never take that away from him. But I think he's a phony guy. Like he's a guy, you know, you know. Like I can't take him to the hunter, but you know what, nigga, that's some real shit right here. Nah, man, because as I look at him, I think about Jimmy on the grassy. <laughs> like he's a Canadian guy, you know what I'm saying? Look at his father, he parades his father. You I know mean, what? Canadians are a lot more hood than you think. I promise. You. I know, no, but I'm saying he's a light Canadian guy from the grassy. How, how much sure can you? How much sure can you get? Yeah, I mean, he was making money by the time he was what fifteen. He was making money before he was on grass before he was fifteen. Really? Yes, he was oh. a young kid on the grassy. I, oh, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so then never mind. Okay, so Drake is a phony. Drake is kind of two faced. Still makes good music though. Yeah, he, he makes, makes some good club bangers. He makes, he makes some good music. Guys. Nice for what is definitely my theme song for 2018, especially when he said, "Had a man li- last year, life goes on," and I'm like, "Yes, God." Yes, and yes, I don't want a slow song. Yes, I had a man last year. Yes, life goes on. So I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. That's that's much. Yes. Drake Rogers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, next thing is we're going to talk about Monique. Monique versus Lee Daniels versus Tyler Perry versus Oprah versus Black Jesus versus White Jesus versus pretty much everybody. I got got to put my hat back forward to talk about this Monique thing, yo. This 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 is some real shit. And and this is why I said some real shit like Monique told niggas, you know, a while back, like what it was. Right. And I remember when she said, you know what, Lee Daniels, he's a phony guy, Tyler Perry, she called out all these people in the industry. And everybody was like, Ah, oh, Monique, you nah, tripping. Yeah, you tripping, you you bugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now it comes out, she plays the tape of Tyler Perry, like, you know what? I'm gonna give you this money. You know what I'm saying? You deserve this, this, that, yes, and the third. I wasn't, I wasn't. I was trying to stand up for you and, and yeah. say that you were not hard to deal with and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then Lee Daniels tried to come back and say that um he did not blackball Monique. Monique blackballed herself. But you see, this is the thing about Lee Daniels and that she, she been said that he wasn't really like a stand up guy is that when it came on camera and Dame said what he said about, you know what I'm saying, my man's, mm-hmm. Lee Daniels, um, it wasn't no hostility. He had no heat. But Lee Daniels was, you know what I'm saying, named him my man back for years. Monique Ben was talking about this. Mm-hmm. And Monique that's too real. About when it. Lee Daniels is worth 20, he yeah, give nothing. Yeah, so, so Monique was being, so I think we need to put more respect on Monique's name. Like, I'm going back, I'm looking like, look, she had a Netflix special when she was in prison. She did the Queens of Comedy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she had her show. She had her the show. Parkers. The BET Awards. Uh, I remember the first Love and Hip Hop reunions. Monique was, you know, she was uh-huh. the host. She That's was. when she was hot. I think that when you put more respect, and just the other year she dropped a movie this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put some more respect on Monique's name, she lets y'all niggas know what was real. Yeah. And she still talk about boycotting um, Netflix. Netflix. Right. So Monique had, um, she had a point. And I feel like us as the black community, uh, we turn our back on her. 
I, I admit that, you know what I'm saying? I tell her, like, come on, Monique. Yo, yeah, you not Amy too. Schumer. You not Amy Schumer. Now I'm looking at her resume. I'm looking at what all she's done, the work she put in. And the work she put in is equal to, like, the male comics. Like, this is some real shit right here. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she been in the game for about 20 years. She gave us classics. And and honestly, can I be honest? Amy Schumer is not even that funny. Monique is like laugh your guts out your stomach, out your liver, out your spinal cord. Funny. She is really funny. Amy She's Schumer real. is not She's funny. She's real. She's relatable. Right. Like I know. I know a couple of girls back in the hood. Or you know, I'm just not even back in the hood. But you remember when every girl used to have that updo. You remember um, with the little bun with the sweet yeah, on the side? That little updo. Yeah, yes. Come on, Monique, Monique. Monique. She's still rocking that. So y'all need to do diligence and pay homage to the Queen Monique. God That's damn true. It. That's true. I believe that too. I believe that too. So um all right, so next thing. Let's flip this over. Floyd Mayweather Sr. That uh, Francine. <laughs> hey, yo, Floyd Mayweather Sr. look like Francine from Arthur. Like this dude, this is an ugly ass dude. He look, really is. I he understand. Is I understand. Sometimes y'all females be like, "Yo, I can't fuck with no broke nigga." I understand some females may say that if a man's really got no money, she can't fuck with him. But yo, listen, some of y'all need to have realistic expectations, yo. My man, to me, sometimes it depends on principle. Yo, my man's is ugly, yo. I'm not the finest guy in this world. But damn, that nigga ugly. That nigga look like a frog, yo. He, you know, I was thinking the same he thing when like, I looked at him today. I was like, ooh, he kind of look a little bit froggy. Yeah, he's all like, yo, why y'all? I mean, uh, we see the constant, like, because your man's got money, you know, you're going to fuck with him. And I look at it, I think they're trying to secure the bag. I think yeah. that's, that's the thing. They're talking about securing the bag. But your baby daddy, ugly. But I mean, have, did you see the baby mama? I've I seen her. I seen she's decent on yeah. a good day. I'm not saying she's ugly. Decent, yeah, but she's, she's decent. decent. But at 65 years old, he has a a, a one year old daughter. Yo, you know it gotta be the money because no damn sure ain't the looks. It gotta be the. And money. And then I've seen like pictures of them on Instagram where she was like, "He's the best mentor," and blah blah blah. I'm like, best mentor. Ugh, oh my you god, you effed your granddaddy, my guy. Because because she has to be like somewhere like our age or like no more than thirty because she looks really young. I know with black folks you can't tell with age, but I believe that she's like our age, maybe thirty. I think I think yo I remember something. I think remember the old people used to say something like this is like yo if you had a baby by somebody old the baby will come out looking old. I think that baby comes out <laughs> looking like a grandpa, a little like on some Benjamin Button shit. Like you never heard that. No, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, if you have a baby by somebody old, the baby's going to come out old. Well, look at old. I mean, that old. sounds like some black black folks shit. Lo yeah. Black, black folks logic, like legit. I, I remember black folks logic is like, like, um, my, my, grandma, my grandmother used to say, she's like, yo, if it's raining, don't ever take a shower. you like, what? What, what? does that do? Why? I don't know. I, I, never, I never understood it. She never explained to you why she said that? Nah, it was just one of those things. Like, all right. I got you. Or like, don't ever iron clothes on Sundays. Yeah. Is there something like that in my family? I swear there had to be like a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, dang, yo, shit. What's, what's going to happen if I iron this shirt? Yeah, I just never, it was just one of those things. Where like, it was like an unspoken rule, I guess. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. There has to be. Because my mom, she comes up with the, some of the craziest rules. Like, what was one? Don't wear black underwear when you're going to sleep. Don't wear black underwear. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, what's that going to happen? Is it going to make my vagina depressed or something? Like, uh, I don't understand. I don't know. Make it, maybe make it your make vagina it go to sleep. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> the mental sinks in and you make you more. I don't It'd it be some weird shit. <laughs> and especially like Caribbean parents. They'd be like on some nut shit with their stuff. <laughs> yeah, they'd be saying something often. I remember my father used to say something that made no sense, yo. He'd be like, a no, a fool go with the eagles there. I'm like, what the fuck? A fool got to go with the eagles? <laughs> what the fuck? They got to do anything, yo. And yo, the crazy thing is, like, if we talk about something that has nothing to do with anything, I'll be like, like, yo, oh man, I'm about to go take out the trash. Fools go with eagles there. Like, nigga, what? They, do, they tell you stuff like what this at the randomest time. I remember I was talking to my mom about cooking. And then I was like, I got to go and take a shower so I can put my PJs on. It's like, make sure you don't put no black underwear on. Yo, what the fuck? They got to do anything, yo. Why? Like, my niggas used to say, yo, my man used to be getting mad over everything. And everything would have, like, some kind of moral lesson. And it has nothing to do with anything. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Like, seriously, like I'll, like, I'll come home from school, and he'll say something, like, so off the wall. Like, 
cats jump off the roof and into the pond. I'd be like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck is... I, you know, I mean, it confuses the fuck. I, I was confused. I listened to my parents, like, listen to my father from Trinidad. I listened to him for, like, years. Like, I was confused for the whole time. And every time he would say something, like, it, sometimes it made no sense whatsoever. It had no correlation with anything that was going on that day or in my life at that moment. Like, I just don't get it to this day. I don't either. But God I think so it must be like a Caribbean parent thing to just like come up with like the weirdest lessons. I don't know. Because I I remember like what what was going on? It was so it was so much shit. Like what was what's some old black saying? Um like Oh, my mom would say, like when my sister was pregnant with my nephew, she was like, Make sure you don't get mad because if you get mad the baby's gonna come out looking like, like this. Like really frowny and very pissed off looking. And I'm like, What? Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of stuff like, yo, if the person hates you while she's pregnant, the baby will come out looking look just like, like you. I'm like, God damn. Well you must have pissed off your girl because the baby looks just like Yeah, you. that's that's what you call good genes right there, yo. That's what you call good genes. That's what you call putting in work. That's yeah, hey, good genes right there, man. I I hey, hey. God damn it. God damn it. Oh my god. Okay, so next thing, Remy Ma and Papoose, um, they got married again to celebrate their ten year anniversary and also to announce that she's four months pregnant. If anybody has followed Remy Ma's journey, um, her Papoose actually got pregnant and she had a miscarriage. So it's actually A baby yeah, a baby was growing in a fallopian tube. Yeah, so she had an ectopic yeah. pregnancy. Okay. So um so now she's four months pregnant and it was a really nice wedding. It was like a rustic outdoor kind of mm-hmm. wedding. She lost so much weight and has been looking absolutely stunning. And now she's four months pregnant. It was nice. Like, I was looking through. I'm like, ah, this is a really nice rustic-ass wedding. This is nice. Yo, shout out to, look, man, hashtag black love. I think that Remy and Pat Poost oh, has, 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 has a beautiful um, marriage. Yes. She held, he held her down for seven, seven years, years in the pen. You know he what I'm saying? Cause she, smacking, cause she was smacking shorties with phones and shit. Look, yo. That's that's some real stuff, and he said he didn't cheat on her. He you know, said he didn't cheat. I thought he did. Nah, nah, nah. He said he, he didn't, didn't cheat. cheat. He waited on her. Like, goddamn, seven years short. I'm gonna have to. Yo, I gotta scratch. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to scratch yeah. some kind of itch. Yeah, you know? like, you to... gotta give me some kind of free pass, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. whoa. And he, he was watching the two of the kids, both of the kids, while she was locked down. She, you know, he was watching her son and his daughter. Um, he was doing that. Couldn't really. Um, jump off his music career. Pat Poos to me lyrically, um, he, he's 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 more he's close to the top. Is I would he? say of all time, I'll probably put him in the, in the top. He top fifty. Really? Top fifty easy. Um, show love to Pat Poos. God damn it. And Rem, females MC wise, she's a t- of all time. She's in my top ten. Yeah, I love Remy Ma. I mean, I she's think I think she can 10. spit. I love her. Um, but. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for them finally getting the pregnancy because he. I remember when they got married like a year ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he wanted a baby. Yeah, and he kept wanting, he kept pushing. She's like, "Yo, man, I just got out of jail. I'm trying to do my grind." Yes, yes, you I know remember. What I'm and yeah, so, I remember. You know, now that she's pregnant, um, I think that it's beautiful. I think that it fits them right now. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Fab. I mean, Pap for their goddamn taking that hat off, yo. Anybody who follow hip hop know, yo, Pat Poos had the hat on low down for years. Yes. I'm talking about ever since I remember this nigga. Yeah. Like, this nigga always had a hat. And now, finally, nigga take a hat off. Yo, that's what you know. You know what I'm Serious. saying? Serious. Yo, if you're shorty praying, you start doing some weird stuff, that's that's how you know the baby yours. I remember my shorty got pregnant, yo. <laughs> for some reason, I just start eating like mad chicken. I'm like, yo, goddamn, nigga, I need some old jangles. Like, every fucking day. I needed Bojangles. And you know what I did? I ended up getting a fro. Like, what the world? You ended up getting a fro. I had like a little small mini fro. I grew my beard out. That's true. And remember, I told you. I was like, now that that she's having a baby, and the baby's going to... I said, watch when you when she has the baby. Your testosterone level is going to skyrock, and you're going to get a beard. Because you kept wanting a beard for the longest. And now, look at it now. You can't make it stop growing. I know. Since the baby came. Told but, you. But that's, that's how you know the baby yours. God damn it. <laughs> if you stay the same, and nothing changed when she got pregnant, hey, man. I ain't telling you, but I'm telling you. I ain't telling you, but I'm telling you. But okay. You do. 
God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, true. congrats. Congrats to those two. I, I just, I absolutely love Remy Ma and Papoose. I'm like, that is, that, like, I would love to meet them rather than meeting Beyonce and Jay-Z. Well, I don't know about that. I, for me, I, was, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like a little bit realer. I don't hey, know. I don't that's, know. That's what, you call a, that's what you call a major reach. I ain't, I'd rather be Jay and Queen B any day. I know, but that's, I mean, that's That's a billion dollar couple right there. I would want to meet them. I don't know. There's just something about them that's just so alluring and just adorable between Pop Maybe and because they're authentic. Yeah. Because you look literally, all right, this is all, you know, this authentic. I see them grow. I see them struggle. They still not the top of their game, but you know what? They something that's inspiring. Yeah, I they're think, still rocking together. Yeah, like, so I think that's, I think, I think that's big. Um, in regards to you know, nobody came out with a lemonade or a four four four. Just saying. Hey, that four 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 was dope. I mean, four 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 was good, but I'm just saying, like, you know, no scandalous drama with cheating happened. Yeah. But uh, if it did happen, I would kind of understand more than Jay Z cheating, because I'm like Jay Z. You are not even good looking, and you got Yonce in your bed looking thick as I, a bag of Snicker bars. I, I think in regards. What to, are you doing? I think in regards to that, like sometimes with with, with us men, we come with egos, and when it come with egos, sometimes our egos have to get fed. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we have to, like, we have to keep our egos in check. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you look at it like, damn, yo, I could have this shorty, that shorty, three shorts. I remember when I was single, I had all these shorties out here. Um, you know, and then you know, you get you in a serious relationship. I'm like, damn, I got one shorty, man. I got like ten girls chasing me. So, you know, you you wanna retract. You wanna live your past life because you're not the same guy. You're not as small as you used to. You're not. You know what I'm saying? It's everything is different when you get into a serious committed relationship. You gain weight. You know, your stamina slows down. You know, you. You stop getting your hair good like every week or every other week. Mm. It's just, and sometimes our egos kick in place. But yo, you the man, yo, you the man. You remember you had like four girls in one day. You the guy. And then, you know, it's just an ego thing. So I think sometimes, like, you know, us men, we do have to keep our egos in check. Mm. I know, you know, I do. Because sometimes it creeps up like like the devil on, the, on your shoulder. Like, yo, nigga, shit. Hey, you know what you need to do out here in these streets? Not a damn thing. Yeah, you know, temptation is a bitch, and sometimes we like them on all fours. That's just real. Temptation is a bitch, but sometimes we like them on all Who came up with that? Did you just came up with that? I just came up with that. That was dope. I thought thought somebody, some rapper came up with that. I should become a rapper sometimes. That was actually really, you should write that down, because that was really good. Temptation is a bitch, and sometimes we like them on all fours. That's I dope. like that. Yeah, copyright that. A lot. That. Copy, copyright that. <laughs> Y'all don't steal that, okay? But that was really, really that good. Was, yeah, that was dope. That, that was, was dope. dope. You know what I'm saying? That was dope. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay, so. Now, um, so now we're down to our, uh, your take. So, I needed to go to, through uh, a very personal rent. Okay. Speak your truth. Very, you know, what yeah. is this going? Is this okay? The little no, okay, my like bad. That. Okay, so anyways, back to what I'm trying to say. Let me focus. So, I just want to tell all you men, <clears throat> excuse me, boys out here, that I am not that chick that you can just hit up at two o'clock, three o'clock, eleven o'clock, anything past seven o'clock. And hit up to trying to come over because you basically trying to see me, but really you trying to smash. So here's here's the the background story. So last week I'm about to go to sleep because you know I gotta get up and go to work where I get my coinage in the morning. And I get a call at 11:44 from one of my exes talking about oh I just you know you know asking all these questions you know about life and how I'm doing I'm like I'm doing great whatever and then he asked me um well didn't ask me but said oh I I just you know came in town and I kind of thought about you I had to you know give you know bring something up to my mom so I just you know thought about you and just you know was thinking of you okay so you think you about to try to come and see me when the last time we hung out 
you tried something and I told you no and you think you about to try again and you're going to get a yes. So I said, I'm going to sleep. Click. So then I go to sleep. I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning to get ready for work. And another guy who has a fiance at home and a whole baby hits me up at 3 o'clock in the morning asking, am I up? So when I wake up, I text him. I said, I was asleep. What's up? And he says, oh, I was just, you know, trying to come and see you. That's all. Once again, this is Reina, Egyptia, Silva Cadet, letting you men, boys know out here that this is not Coochie Come Kingdom over here. Okay? Oh, this is not Coochie Come Kingdom. Oh, I am not that chick to want to sit here and call up at 2, 3 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night and thinking that you're about to come over and get any of this. <laughs> if you're not trying to hit me up to talk about building something with me and put a ring on this finger, God. don't come at me at all. Because this is it. not, once again, this is not Coochie Come Kingdom. Coochie Come Kingdom. Because I'm so sick and tired of these dudes thinking that it's cool to do this. Bro, we are in our mid-20s. It is sad that you're still trying to mac, mac with the same game that you had when you were 18 years old. Hell, they said if, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Come on, my guy. This thing still, it keeps ticking. Right here. <laughs> it will stop ticking. Okay, there you go. Now stop. Sorry, y'all. Anyways, they think that they can do the same thing that they were doing when they were 18. And I'm just, I'm so fed up. So I, I just, I had to tell Richard, you know what? I'm just going to have to broadcast it on the podcast. Because I need every man to know that this chick right here, I'm not no side chick. I'm not no hoe on the side or whatever. I am a woman who is destined to be a wife and a mother. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and present myself in any other way. So I need you men to come at me with some kind of respect and some kind of common sense. Because once again, this is not Coochie Come Kingdom. And I'm tired of it. And y'all need to respect this chick right here and respect the game and come towards a queen the way you need to be coming towards royalty okay okay in the words of cardi b all right okay thank all right. you Oof. and now i'm done and i hope that they heard this too i hope so too God yeah damn. because i'm tired of it because they really think like oh because old dude that tried to hit me up at three o'clock in the morning um like last year or whatever he was trying to get back in touch with me and trying to mack on me or whatever then i find out what rolls up on my news feed oh i guess he loves me a huge rock on her finger and yeah. then i see another picture a week later oh she's like eight <laughs> months pregnant what in the flying what i think like like you said um and it tries to tell me it should have been you i think in regards to like things like that like i said us guys are quick with egos so i guess sometimes our egos get as big as the world yeah, and you know what? You know what? If I hit shorty before, I can hit shorty again. And so you know, we try like yo, what's up? Yo, it's three in the morning. You know, you should know you up. You exactly. Know, you know, what, what you trying to do, ma? And you know, it's a lot of times you get response like, you know, come on through. I'm, you know, I'm down the street. Especially if you know that you're single. If you know that you're single, you know, it's it's, it's kind of one of those easy things like, yo, what's up, ma? But if you know that person, if you know that that person is not that person, they don't live that life, then why are you still trying? Because niggas, like, it's like a lion. A lion doesn't eat a wounded animal. It eats, like, you know, one that's healthy or whatever. It's the hunt. I am actually very healthy. A lot of, a lot, a lot of people like to hunt, you know what I'm saying? So I guess in regards to all, all any of it is that... Um, us guys or anything like just likes to hunt like a lot of females don't even talk to you you know unless you're in a relationship sometimes like nobody it's just like the point of um people don't want you unless you're in a relationship that's true because i realized i remember when i got into a relationship um three years ago now wow can't believe it's been that long when i when i had gotten to my last relationship that i was in three years ago like everybody was like professing their love to me and I'm like yo I'm in a legit relationship with somebody yeah. that I really like and I'm falling in love with like what was y'all when I was single cause people don't care man like and then now that I'm single I'm like phone dry as the Sahara Desert God damn, nobody man. trying to nobody trying but to come but you do that on purpose come. though right? I do not do this you on purpose you curve a lot of niggas yo yo niggas only wanna fuck they don't want a legit relationship with me oh no it, it's uh, I, don't, I, I can't I cannot say they don't and I cannot say they do but everybody, my nigga. Everybody. everybody. Yes. 
I mean, I'm trying to think, well, maybe it's, like, the dudes I surround myself with, or is it because maybe. I have, like, sex appeal, and I just, uh, uh, I just allure sex, or Probably. what? But yeah. I try my hardest not to look like a slut or anything. Some niggas just like that. Like, some niggas like the weird-looking girls who, who, like, who don't show anything just so they can conquer the territory and put a flag on it. But that's the thing. Outside of work, I show a little something, but... See, that's, there you go. I think that's what guys look for. I, look, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't show... I, my thing is that I, I really work hard to not present myself in a slutty Maybe way. Maybe it's so your personality. Get... Maybe it's like your personality. Maybe it's like what you say, what you talk, how you talk. How, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, some guys find it sexy how women talk. Like, yo, yo, you, you sound sexy, ma. Maybe... I, I think sometimes it's like that. Some people like people's voices. I don't get it. Like... Some people say, yo, you sound good, you got, got a nice voice, got a sexy voice. And maybe that's works for them. Maybe it's your voice. I don't know. Um, I mean, I met some girls with some sexy voices. Mm-hmm. I met this ugly-ass girl once, yo. I mean, oh she God. was, yo, dead-ass. Yo, she was terrible-looking, man. It was me, my boy um, Darius. Yo, I mean, she, like, we pulled up. What was it? I think it was, like, a couple of liberty. It was one of our customers. And like she was talking, she was like sound like um, Janae Echo, mm-hmm. but she was like the opposite, yo. I mean, just the opposite. And it was she was just terrible looking, and it just broke my heart because she sounded so sexy. I'm like, oh my god, you sound so damn sexy. But then she was a stud at the same time, so it's like, damn, you sound sexy. You look like a dude. <laughs> so sometimes so you, you got confused. It was, it was confused. Like, damn, yo, shorty got a nice voice, but she just, uh, you know what? Let me just, I'm confused. This is too much for my life. So let me back, you know, let me take a couple steps back. So sometimes that's what it is. But. I don't know, this is, I'm annoyed. And it's this is a public announcement to all of you dudes. If you ain't coming at me, trying to take me on a date. What about the women? I, I don't date women. Well, they come at you. I mean, women already know. No, I don't. I don't lick. So you gotta lick. That's, that's, that's what they for. No, no. Freedom of love, baby. For all of love. the men out there, if you ain't coming a step to me to try to get to know me, legit get to know me, not kitty, get to know me, and trying to pursue something serious with me and build something with me and marry me, don't, nah, fam, don't, don't step to me. You like that. I, no, no, I'm I'm done at this point. Like I was with somebody for two years that I legit thought I was gonna marry, and we legit were planning a future and trying to start planning a wedding, and then he dipped out. So I know for God me, damn. I want somebody that is gonna want to be with me for the long haul, no matter what. So you about to go around just checking niggas like you look. I mean, I'm for. It. I think that's what a lot of women should do. That you know, when guys try to talk to you, when y'all start talking, whatever. Put put what you put your expectations out. Yes. No, um, and, and if you and if you scared and you run away, I don't care because I've been I've been by myself for a year and a half at this point. So and now it's like I okay. <laughs> so you either come at me as a big boy, as a grown ass man, or you don't come at me at all because I'm done. I'm done with this bullshit. I feel you. I feel you, big fella. <laughs> God damn it, soldier sister. <laughs> okay, y'all. So I'm done with my rent. I've come back to serene. Egyptia, I'm back. Oh, okay, alright. Because okay. I even gave out my government name because I was so irritated. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so crazy thing happened on social media, of course. White police going crazy. Now, mm. not only on our children and our black men, but now our black grandmas. God damn it, grandma. So Rose aka Mama Campbell, 65 years old, was violently arrested. She was a Lyft <laughs> driver. She got um pulled over. And uh, a bunch of cops, one of the cops by the name of James Legg, um, told her to shut the fuck up and get out of the car, screaming it at her face. And they pulled her out of the car. And um, if, if you see this, like, they literally roughed her up so bad. And it was the saddest thing to see. Um, and James Legg ended up resigning or whatever. But they did, like, a huge uh, press conference um, in front of the, the Georgia... Well, I don't know where the hell they were at, but I, I just couldn't believe. Ugh. At this point, I, I can't say that I can't believe because of this, it's happening so much. Mm-hmm. But a 65-year-old grandma. Yeah, I'll grandma pudding. Are we surprised? 
I, I think I think not right now. We get I know I know it sucks because we get too used to it. We get too used to police brutality and it's spared within the criminal justice system that it's become normal. It's like yeah. all right, you roughed up grandma, goddamn. Our mom, my granddad got roughed up like two days ago. Exactly. Like no. I think this is it's just an on you know on current event. And I feel that a lot of people from the right wing uh fail to fail to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I see I think that a lot of people like, you know what? All police officers are bad. And yes, they are not. Right? All black people are not are, are not bad. Right. Right. Every minority is not bad. Right. But the thing is this, but to turn a blind eye to the situation and I feel that's what the right the right do. They keep turning an eye to it. Um is is what enlightens it. You know what I'm saying? Like to me un, until we acknowledge AIDS, that's how we can that's the way we can start working towards a treatment. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people in the right in the right wing, they don't acknowledge it like act like it doesn't go on. It goes on constantly. These videos are not just random. Right? Like all the time, all cops. Yes. All the time. All the time. Multiple black people. This is not just something that's rare. This is an occurring incident that goes on all over America. And we need to do something about it. Yes, criminal reform is, is, is something that we need to um, push. But how do we attack it? How do we, um, you know, that? Um, I always ask this question. I got it from my professor called Chase when he said, how do you want to do community policing? That means blacks, blacks, police, blacks, mm-hmm. whites, police, whites, um, Arabs, police, Arabs, etc., etc. Right? Would that solve it? We don't know because we're still a country of equal opportunity. We still want to strive for everybody to be equal, and I think that in regards to the police, we we, we constantly seize this, and. Excuse me. Let me let me let me break a rumor. Policing, world policing, did not start from just slavery. It didn't. I thought that's where it started. From. No, that's according to James Coney. Remember, they was talking about this before uh, modern slavery. You remember when uh, the policing was was usually done by soldiers. Oh, that why they were that. just enforcing the laws. Remember when, if you look at even in Egypt, if you steal something, you have to go to somebody. It's a court of law. That's, that's true. the thing that's been was going that's on. That's true. That's true. So let's let's eradicate that from our minds. Is that the modern day policing is unequal? Is is it's, it's biased? When ninety five percent of stopping frisk in New York City is black and Latinos, that's things we have to talk about. Right. You know, like I was just watching a documentary of um, Lee Browning, things like that. He spent three years in Rikers Island, over 300 days in solitary confinement at, at 16. Rikers Island, one of the, the worst prisons in America. And that was just a, just a stop. He wasn't charged for anything. But these are things that we see people constantly go on. Um, we just saw, like, Mike Brown. We, we, we could bring up multiple of these. And I wish that, I mean, let me pause. I guarantee that no white man would want to switch, would want to switch his uh, privilege to a black man. No, not at all. Of course not. I, I think it's easy to say your guys are tripping from the outside. Mm-hmm. I remember when we was having a conversation with the Neil and the Flag, and I made a comment, you know, um, to one of my old little battle buddies. And he said, well, y'all should protest something different. Um, y'all shouldn't protest against the flag. I'm like, yo, it's not even about the flag. It's not. Oh, and I cannot stand here. And it's die. about no. You but you like it's disrespecting the soldiers that died. Yeah. And you like, no way. What's also disrespecting the soldiers that died is wearing the flag on your shirt loosely. That's disrespecting the flag. I think that a lot of people turn a blind eye. We want to, you know, switch the subject too much. Mm-hmm. That you know what? Well, police brutality is something that's big. Well, what about black on black crime? You're like, well, what, what the fuck are you talking about, my nigga? This has nothing to do with this police brutality. You see what I'm saying? And but you'd be wrong if that. What about all these white people killing, doing mass murder? And exactly. nobody wants to talk about that. Exactly. And then we have these instances where the Christians will, will bring it up too. I I feel like the church churches um, has turned a blind eye on these things. 
Yeah, I believe so too because when it I comes believe, to black issues, yes, you know, I about. right. And who fills up the church all the time? Black people, exactly. But yet we're not seeing black people in the church talking about police brutality and inequality that's going on in the system of the United States of America. But yet we're giving here, handing money over to these churches, and they're not over here in the front line trying to fight. For us to get our rights. I think I think in regards to that, all the churches are like that. Because I'm at Martin Luther King Church. They were out there fighting for equal But that was back in 1960s. But, but even though, now? Listen, listen now, in Charlottesville, uh-huh. right? Um, there was a church um, I saw with Katie Kirk. They were out there, the pastor. Oh, they were? Okay. And he had a big scare, adopted daughter, back. and they were out there. All right, but I'll we're saying back. in regards to the abundance of the church the black churches it needs to be bigger than that why we're not out here you know what let's protest let's just let's come together you know sometimes i feel that we always give we always use god as a scapegoat god let 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 it you know leave it to god god will handle it and and i understand i understand that's people religious belief but also you gotta look at that god will give you the power yes exactly for you to make that change exactly i think that some sometimes we get so 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 stuck on to well we go I'm just gonna stand back like God handle that I'm just gonna Mm-mm. nah God probably and God probably up there like look here my man's I'm giving you this power yes. you gotta go over here and make this change yes I'm stepping back well because maybe because how my approach is as a deist I believe that God doesn't entwine with human beings right mm-hmm. He exists well I can't say He. Um, God to me is, is unisex. God could be a man. God could be a woman. Right. And yes, and I will always say that God could be a woman because I see a woman create life. Yeah. So I always will believe that. But God is up there probably looking like, all right, I already gave y'all all the tools y'all need. Go to your thing. Do what you got to do. But we keep looking up to like, yo, what's up, God, man? Come fuck with your boy. And God probably looking down like, nigga, I am in you right now. Go make the change. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... People get too they that's they get too lazy. They always use the God as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. You have to become the God within you and create your change. Yeah, because I know God is sitting up there like, I, 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 why you guys keep putting my name in this? Yeah, no, like, I, I gave you strength. You are me. Me, I am you. You are me. We are we. Go do what you got to do. I remember, I remember this quote I saw. I read it. Um, I forgot what book. I don't know. If, I, I just forgot. But um, Satan, this guy was walking up. We saw Satan on the corner. Mm-hmm. Satan was sad. He was crying. My man mm-hmm. come to him. He's like, yo, why you crying so much? He was like, yo, I'm sad because they keep blaming me for everything. Wow. This is the thing, yo. People do evil things. Yes. It's not the devil. It's not saying Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's your personality. Right? Sometimes it's just who you are. Sometimes some people are born that way. Look, it's not means... Good. Who dictates what's good? Who dictates what's evil? That's the real question. Nobody but humans. We the ones who dictate what's good and what's evil. And to keep blaming somebody or an entity, that sometimes it has nothing to do with it. Some are like, is it the devil that make the the woman kill her husband? But he was raping her, constantly beating. Her. Is that the devil that made her do it? No, because what we're gonna say is God made her do it to free herself. That's we're gonna say. I mean, sometimes it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes people live from the decisions they make. We live by the decisions. We are our decisions. And think sometimes, like I said, God probably looking down and probably like, you know what? Here's the power. Here's the opportunity. Go do it. Mm-hmm. And such as his form of success. Success comes with people who survive all their failures. Mm-hmm. You, you got to work through your bad days to get to that, to the good day, to get to that promised land. Right. I feel a lot of people, if you don't make it, guess what you're going to blame? You go blame devil. Well, this person stopped me. That person stopped me. Look, sometimes, sometimes you have it's, to. It's you. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you stop your own blessings, and I feel that sometimes you stop your own blessings, and you create your own downfalls, and that's real. It's called taking responsibility, and I feel that we we tend to not take responsibility within our own actions yeah. and things that happen with our lives. Yeah. Like I know, if I don't pay my rent, I'm gonna get kicked out. Am I gonna blame? Devil for it? No. I did it. Yeah. Take responsibility of your lives. Right? If God is within you, let God be within you and let him just give you the power. He don't need to grab you by the hand and throw you to the top of the mountain. <clears throat> nah, he probably be like, all right, man. You got all the tools you need. 
you better go ahead and clown that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But we don't look at it like that. But I mean, you know, if if you want to get, you know, a lot of people are, you know, of course, Christians and they really believe in the Bible. I mean, and in the Bible, it's, it's that God is within you, that God gives you that strength. So, like you said, you can't just sit there and because I'm, my thing is like you because I, I'm bringing that up because you're stating that the church, the black churches need to be more involved in, in the issues that are going on in the mm -hmm. black community. So my thing is, you know, biblically, it states, yo, as God, I am with you. I am within you. I am inside of you. I give you the strength that you need. Go do what you need to do in life. I am with you day in and day out. So the strength that you have is because of me. So do what you need to do. But, you know, like you said, people just want to wait for God all the time. And God, I mean, can y'all let God rest a little bit? My oh, God. Oh, man, chill in the cut. I mean, Thank this, you. This is, this is real. And um, I'm going to say one more thing before before I go to the next subject. Yeah. Is that this isn't a current event. Um, and I need what everybody to do is challenge the person they're next to. Mm -hmm. Everybody have to challenge the person next to. Like, look. We have an epidemic going on out here. Um, we need to save this world. We need to save ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know. But first of all, let's help each other. Let's help each other. Let's change the narrative of the hate. Yeah. Um, and let's fight for equality. And I think sometimes we get so we get so caught up in on you know what? Let's let's let's, let's prove somebody wrong. Let's kill the white person. Let's kill the black person. Let's kill this other race. Rather than y'all know that everybody. Everybody, scientifically, biologically, everybody comes from Africa. Mm -hmm. Some people may mutate it to get to some, some, somewhere, somewhere else, but everybody came from um, Africa. And do I feel like sometimes people get that misconstrued? Yes, right? But still, you have to be held to a higher vibration, right? A higher vibration to know, you know, what's real and what's not. To know that who... who like Kevin Gates once said, yo, if I know this person is dumb, why would I argue with them? You know what I'm saying? But if they touch me, it's go time. Look, if you know if you know what it is, you know, in regards to your enemy or whatever, all right, cool. Handle your business. But don't hate everybody. That's true. In regards, because then you become the person you hate the most. You're right. Okay, so next thing. Um... I was scrolling on Facebook a couple nights ago and um, I saw something, an article talking about a black man was found hanging um, in a tree in Mississippi in Claiborne County. Um, they are stating that um, they don't know if it was a hate crime or if it was a suicide or what. So I kind of was wondering what, what were you thinking about it. I don't know if you saw it. Um, yeah, I read the article, mm -hmm. but am I surprised again? No, this is Mississippi. Just a couple of years ago, Mississippi just started laying interracial proms. Yes. Just a couple of years ago. So, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. What I'm more shocked about is that we're still shocked about it. Come on, yo. So, you so you, you believe that it was it was a, a, a crime? Of course. I think so, too. A of black course. man hanging in a tree. Does that not ring slavery bells? But, you know, people are going to say something else. People are going to say it's no reaching. Yeah, because the fact that they were like, you know, we think that possibly it was a suicide. Why are y'all even asking that right now? It's, it's, it's crazy. A tree. A black man would hang himself in a tree to kill himself out of all places. Yeah. Come on. They, they know what's up. Just like Emmett Till, right? Mm -hmm. just, like, just like the uh, that body that was found in that Mississippi River with no organs. Oh, what was that about? Come on, y'all. This is what we see constantly in that Mississippi State. This is what we see constantly in the Bible Belt. This is what we see constantly in South Carolina. This is what we see constantly in Georgia. This is what sometimes we see constantly in Florida yeah. and these multiple other states. Look, we need to stop acting like this shit doesn't exist, all right? This shit still exists. I'm a witness of it. I am a witness of this shit. Look, if you, if, like, if you have a friend that's, you know, that's the racist or whatever. You're guilty by association. Yep. If you're still Period. fooling with them, absolutely. I agree. Period. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I don't know why we still surprised by these motherfuckers, I mean, guys. Oh God. Really? Right. I don't know why we still surprised. Um, let me, let me say this right quick. Oh, wait. One thing though. Before you're gonna go into like the other thing that you want to talk about? No. Oh, okay. 
Okay, wait, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, were no, you no. about to go into your, your take? Or no, I, I was going to ask just, you another I, like, question. Like, I was just thinking, like, we, we, we constantly see these images. Mm-hmm. And number 45, the president, don't never, we had, he had like things all peachy. Mm-hmm. Look, guys, I'm telling y'all, eventually something is going to happen. I could feel it in my spirit. Oh, yeah. And when, people, and when, when people come up, when people get tired, it becomes a revolution. And when revolution starts, lives are going to be lost. So be cautious. Learn about what's going on. Open your eyes. Yes, it is okay to watch the news, young people. You don't have to be stupid. You don't have to be illiterate. You choose to. And that's it. That's my little, that's my little small little rant just now. That was good. That was great. Okay, so I wanted to ask you a question um, because... Um, you know, one of my close guy friends wanted to know this too. Um, so white kids are starting to be, uh, admitted into, um, HBCUs. So I, um, I went ahead and, you know, I sent you the, the episode or whatever that was on Viceland about this white kid who was going to Morehouse um, so I wanted to ask you, like, how do you feel, like, as a black man? Like, how how do you feel about white kids going to HBCUs? I don't care. Look, I think I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. Come over here and get some of this black culture. Maybe maybe it could it could change the, your your um, outlook on the black experience. Uh-huh. And I think that's the biggest thing. When a lot of people go to the HBCU schools, you learn more about black culture. Right. You learn, like, you know what? Maybe we did fucked up. My ancestors did fucked up. Let me try to change what they fucked up at. Let me try. Let me try to better my whole life now. Right. Because you know, there's a lot of culture here. These people know a lot of things. I'm not going to be just subjected to this is the white approach of everything. Mm-hmm. This is what society wants. I need to know about what about the minorities, how they feel, how they think, was a thought process. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could better myself and to entwine to that community. I think it's good because. Like you see, you see a lot of uh, black black kids go like the USC or these other major um, colleges, and they get themselves whitewashed into being just like the white kids. Mm-hmm. So yes, I feel like white kids and some some white kids need to go to HBCU schools and um, get blackwashed. Let's get, even, yeah, we, we get to, chocolate washed. Get yeah. a little bit chocolate wasted. So so we can even this thing out. Um, and that honestly, that's why I feel. Yeah, I mean, um, because my guy friend was stating that you know he thinks that, um, in a way, um, sometimes he feels like some of them would go because of trying to be the only person that's white or trying to be different or trying to be the minority purposefully. Um, sometimes because they have a fetish for black girls or something like that. So, um, and then he was also stating, you know, that's also taking a place from, um, a black kid Mm -hmm. from being able to go to school. So. I think, like, look, get the black experience. I mean, I think so, too. I mean, it's, 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 it's unlike no other. I wish I would have went to H, I wish I would have went to HBCU school. Oh my God, me too. I'm so Um, jealous. Like, I dated a guy who went to an HBCU and (laughs) all the experience that, you know, he brought me to, he actually brought me around because he went to South Carolina State and I just thought, like, I went to one of the games and I'm like, wow, like, I missed out on all of this, like, watching Mm -hmm. the band and watching, um, the drum majors and I'm just like, wow, like, I should have went to an HBCU. Like, I feel so at home. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I wish I would have went. I wish I would have went there. I hear that baby in the background. It's my child. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, I, got, I, got, I got one more story before we end this um, today. Um, I like I like everybody. Um, I'm not going to give my views on it. Um, what I want y'all to do, I want y'all to listen. Um, really listen. And give, 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 us, give us some feedback on what you think this, this is. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Um, and I'm going to read this, right? Excuse me. All right. New York City private school has been separating students in homerooms by race. Okay? What the this heck? is, what? This is the, Yes. Yes. Okay. So parents of students who attend New York private school are outraged, right? After the student, after the school, excuse me, announced the reinstatement of a policy that separates students by race. Little Red Schoolhouse in West Village charges parents 45 thousand per year and according to the New York Post the director Philip Kasson has been placed minority middle school students in the same homerooms 
come fall after the children began to complain about changes at the school for the upcoming year. It was revealed that the school has been using this policy since the beginning of the 2017 school year. The school claims parents knew about the policy and they only included 17 and 8th grade students. 7th, excuse me, 7th and 8th grade students. However, parents said they were no, weren't notified until after June when the story went public. So, basically that's what you're doing. Legalization, I, I guess in the private school sector you could do whatever you want because it's private. Um, it's not funded by any government money. Um, but the question to everybody, all the listeners, do you feel like it's right? Do you feel like um, the white kids are going to get more opportunity than black kids and the other races? What, what, what to me, what is the productive um, resolution for this? You know, do we go back to segregation? In regards to this private school, I mean that's what it's starting. That's what it's that's what it's bringing back. Oh, but the question, like I said, like what, like what to do from this? Like, are we going to just sit here? Do we still fund the school? Do we close the school we down? We close the school down. No, we close it down. And whoever decided to do this needs to lose their job right now, because that's wrong. That's bringing that's bringing all this back from the nineteen fifties. Yo, this is two thousand eighteen, and you're doing this. And these are how these kids are in what grade? Uh seventh, eighth grade. So right when they about to get to a teenager. Right there, like this is when a, per, a a child is is more impressionable. Like so, so kids are being separated by race. So what is that teaching them? What racism. Is, exactly, that's teaching them racism, prejudice. prejudice. Thinking that they're not better, that thinking that one race is better than the other because they're separated. Who? No. No, this needs to get shut down. Nah, mm I'm throwing my whole last letter. <laughs> so this, 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 this is the question for the listeners. All right, what should be done with this school? Right, this, this school is in New York. Be mindful, how many black people, Latinos are in New York? All the West Indian people that are in New York. Right, so I need everybody to just go read this article. So the Washington Post, go read this article about this school. Right, and think about your school. Are our schools kind of segregated? Um, my my high school was not, but I hear a lot of high schools they were segregated. White state with whites, Latinos were with Latinos, and and blacks were with blacks. I, I think some one of my high schools is somewhat segregated. Yeah, and they just poured a bunch of uh, poor black kids into it, and they put like the white kids um, into like the drear mm-hmm. on these other schools. So I feel like there is segregated segregated schools still around, uh, but we do need this. This is something that we do need to address. We need to we need to make schools more diverse, mm-hmm. um, and we need we need to just put more money into like the black schools or urban schools and and just make just just make them more diverse because I think a lot of schools are still segregated as you can see from this New York private school, which parents pay forty five thousand for the kids to attend forty five thousand dollars for you to take my kid and split them away from a white kid. Yeah. So. I'm throwing my whole ass stilettos and my earrings are coming <laughs> to the floor and I'm fighting the principal. Oh no, we fight, we duking it out because you're not about to do that to my baby. No. Well, that's what happened. Um, I think I mean, that's, that's the end of my segment. I'll leave with a question and let me leave with a positive note. The positive note Oh, is, you forgot is, Super Motherfucker of the Week. Oh, shit, before I go. Yes, yes, yes. You yes. guys, I have something to tell you motherfuckers right now before I go. Good thing you caught me. Mm-hmm. So, Georgia man stabbed little sister 53 times before because she took too long in the bathroom. Look, I grew up with a sister. I have sisters. I understand that sometimes motherfuckers take forever in the bathroom. But goddamn, my nigga. <laughs> you had a stabber? You had a stabber's little girl 53 times, my nigga. You must have, you must have had explosive diarrhea. You must, <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. This motherfucker stabbed his sister 53 times because she took too long in the bathroom. And the fact, like, did he really tell, like, the people, like, I did it because she took too long in the bathroom? Like, so stupid. Like, I, I think that's the dumbest shit, like, I heard, you know, in the past week. Was he crazy or something? Or did he have some kind of mental illness or what? He's just stupid. I, I, I'm just going to go with stupid. But just stab somebody 53 times, you have some kind of mental state to be like, you know what? I know a knife will kill somebody. And this motherfucker was in the bathroom. You never know. What if she had explosive diarrhea and she couldn't leave the toilet? I had it before. I had to call out of work, goddamn. A <laughs> couple of times. 
So I know this shit is real. But that's a that's the stupid motherfucker of the motherfucking week. Um okay, my positive note is this. You are where you are because of who you are. If you want to change your life first, you have to change yourself. You have to grow. You have to better yourself. Sometimes you have to work harder than you have worked before. Work harder than the next man. But if it's worth your dream, it should never be called work. Mm. If you want to make a world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that change. All right. And again, this is The Last Cassette. I am your boy, John Richard. And I'm your girl, Egypt. Yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. And make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, The Last Cassette. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend we are on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Anchor, and many other platforms. Listen, thank you guys for listening and joining the conversation. Uh, stay tuned for next week. We have some more shit to talk about. Um, subscribe. Don't just like. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Yes. Bye.